This is exactly right. Poltergeist Part 4 or something. It has a Duran Duran quality yeah. to it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Stephen, look. We're your mothers, and we're really proud of you. That was great. Mm-hmm. Now, what setting was that on? Uh, Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. It's amazing what you can do with that. Yeah, it was... So each time it's been like a different like drum setting on the Casio. So. The first one was Samba. Samba. Yeah. I really like that one. I really thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. It was mm-hmm. like haunting. You Now, was it a, a conscious choice to pull your own vocals out and just let it be an <laughs> instrumental? I I just wanted to... I don't know. I just wanted something with some glockenspiel in it. You know? <laughs> Like want the glock, glock around? Yeah. yeah. You got to pull out that glock every once in a while. That was gorgeous. It's Thank really you. good. Yeah. Karen, are you like, do you ever get like, I wrote that song? Yeah, I get really pissed. <laughs> um, but then I go through all these other emotions. Like hungry, uh, tired, lonely, tired, angry, right. uh, shut down, entirely shut down. Yeah, like, oh, there, what is, there's a dog over there. Yeah, like, distracted. Right. Distracted is the final stage of grief. Distracted by dogs is a special. Uh, no, I love emotion. this idea that Steven's reconnoitering the theme song. Because <laughs> we're prob- probably all a tiny bit. 52, right? We've heard of 52 jealous. times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it, we need a refresher. I like yeah. the idea. And it's a fun, like, yeah, reconnoitering. We have to reconnoiter. I've never heard that. Is really? that Yiddish? It's, uh, it's my my Irish grandmother used to say it. But say it sounds... Yiddish, Yiddish words. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> she was fluent. In saying Yiddish words every once in a while. Do you know what's funny? I actually just thought of this the other day because we were somebody was telling a story about maids. My grandmother was a maid. She came to this country and she was like seventeen, and she was a maid in San Francisco until she got married. Basically, Amazing. so like a maid, a maid sing. Yeah, for like fifteen years. That should have been. And one of the places that she uh, oh worked in, no, it's not gonna be scary, but oh. it's just she worked for a family that lived in Seacliff, which is like the ritziest part of San Francisco, mm-hmm. as you might know. It's like nobody knows that it's there. Because I don't know what that is. I live there. You know what it is? You, when you're driving over the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. to go to San Francisco, yeah. the left hand side is the marina yes. and Fisherman's Wharf and all that stuff. The right hand side looks like a forest, but it's that's actually mansions. And, uh, no, I did not know that. It's hidden mansions. And so my grandmother was a maid for a family well she just called them the Jews and <laughs> and she would always say I think the Jews are nice the Jews are real nice oh I worked for nice Jews 
but there was and then you and I came together and I know. you were like I think the Jews are nice I think she cracked the door open of in my mind I podcast with a nice Jew grandma you said. I think you'd be proud about that we're still in cahoots with nice Jews <laughs> and they're still nice Jews mm. they're uh, still out there <laughs> <laughs> what year was that like the fucking 30s I okay. think yeah. yeah, we, they didn't, nobody liked us back then. Well, nobody liked anybody. Nobody liked the Irish. Nope. We Everyone had, fucking. That was back they, when there were signs that say, don't hire the Irish yeah. in every store. They thought that the, the, the two of us were a fucking plague on humanity. And you know what? They can suck it. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, were they wrong or were they wrong? I mean, who's on top now with a podcast? <laughs> Me and you. Grandma, check it out. Grandma, let me show you something. She'd be like, I don't like all the talking. <laughs> you called her vulgar. She, yeah, she would that actually be insanely horrible. pissed about the F, the Fs. <laughs> all those Fs. Um, oh, the French is what you're saying. The, uh, the some, uh, she doesn't like when I speak French because she doesn't like the French. <laughs> oh, man, who does? Pull it. Steven, pull it. Steven, take all that out. Um... Welcome to my hey. favorite murder. <laughs> oh my God. What is wrong with That's us? a bad start in terms of the racist Welcome to my issues. Favorite murder. Um, that Irish person is Karen Kilgara. And that Jewish person is Georgia Yale Hardstark. That's the fastest Jewish name I could think it's of. It's called, it's Georgia Los Angeles City College Dropout Hardstark. Is actually <laughs> would be more accurate. I didn't go to Yale. <laughs> I meant the, uh, the Jewish name. Yale, Y-A-E-L. Oh, yeah, like Yael. Oh, is that how you pronounce like it? Like the gorgeous chick from um, Orange is the New Black? Yeah. <gasps> who, which one? That's her name. The one who's like, when me and so-and-so are going to get married. Bora, oh, yes. Bora, Bora. Yes. She is. Her first name's Yael? Yael. And she was in an episode of the show called... Ah! <laughs> Steven, help me out here. Deadbeat. <laughs> Okay, it's the show called Deadbeat about a dude who's a drug dealer in Manhattan. And there's a special episode that's like the dog episode. And it makes no sense. It's on HBO, I think. And the people who wrote it were like, this is this episode and sent it to HBO. And they're like, you can't give us any notes on it. Mm. Like they were hard, which, you know, is like unheard of. Right. Like you they're just like no notes. And it is the one of the most gorgeous. Even can you find out what the name of the episode? Like it's one of the most gorgeous episodes of television. Is this a new TV show called Deadbeat? It's newish. Yeah, it's, I think it's first season, but it's kind of a show. The episode is just in pers- in the perspective of this dog. Yeah. And Yael is the dog walker. And oh. you're just going to fall in love with her. Like oh, she's nice. so Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, this is a murder. So this is a murder podcast. That's yeah. We're, we're in the end. Uh, but it's good to know it's pronounced Yael. That's what I think. I could be yeah wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously? Honestly. Um, let's see. Should we update anything? Well, this just happened on Twitter as we were like in between one one recording and another. Mm-hmm. I looked down at my Twitter and somebody had written. Have you heard about the New Hampshire murder, New Hampshire murder castle? Um, you guys have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I immediately s- send back a message saying, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. In all caps. Cause I was like, you, there's another murder castle. Like, how do I not know about this? And then he, and then <laughs> he wrote back, yeah, HH Holmes. And I was oh, like, that's Chicago. You. God damn it. 
Um, but then he started laughing and was like, oh my God, you're right. But the, apparently H.H. H. Holmes is from New Hampshire. Oh. He was probably just either flipped it or was at the beginning of the story. He was at the beginning of the book about H.H. H. Holmes. That's or actually one of the funniest ones that people ask us about. Like if we know, do we know H.H. H. Holmes? And it's like that, that one is just like. It's That's like, like asking us if you know about Ted Bundy. Yeah, or like, have you ever eaten a McDonald's? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, I really Maybe do. They're amazing chicken. They're filet of fish. Is. Not to be, you know, yeah. anything about it, except for how do you, the guy built a murder yeah. castle. You gotta know if you're even slightly interested in true crime. If like Leonardo DiCaprio is even thought about as a main character in this movie, which he is, like, we've probably heard about it. I would say. Who do you think would play Ted Bundy? Um, well, Greg Kinnear pops to mind. <gasps> oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Did Kyle. you come up with that? I did just now. I I've d- never thought about that Dude, before. No, I was like, I can't think of anyone. That is perfect. Cause he's kind of got dead eyes and he kind of is char- like, he's not hot enough to be like hot charming, but he's like charming enough to be like hot because he's charming. You trust that face. Yeah. We just have to dye the hair. And he could become a little, like the eyebrows need to get a little more pointed. Yeah, he has to get a little more sinister and probably a little skinnier. Yeah. But that guy in like a cable knit sweater who's like, please help me to my Volkswagen that doesn't have a passenger seat in it. You're fucking Greg Kinnear. You're getting in there. Dude. What do you got? The uh, show is called High Maintenance. Well, that was not even close to what I fucking. <laughs> Deadbeat is the one I've where the guy's roommate was a ghost. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> From what? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I've heard of High Maintenance. I've heard it's really good. Okay, High Maintenance makes high maintenance more sense. Is what yeah. we're trying to say. Yes, and the episode is called Grandpa, and it says when Chase and his sensitive yet fun-loving dog Gatsby move from the suburban Midwest to Queens, culture shock takes its toll. Yeah, that's until they cross paths with Beth, a cute, whimsical dog walker. Yeah, ale. Yeah, ale. But she. But this episode has nothing to do with the season mm. it's like the the whole show is about this dude high maintenance yeah who sells pot yeah on his bike and then there's this random dog episode and he's like the guy's in it but he's not the episode isn't about him and it's just such a gorgeous listen everyone has been fucking commenting and being like thank you for recommending fleabag it was amazing so fucking trust me right now please that this, <laughs> they do i know it's what I'm, are you yelling at me no i'm, I'm yelling at the fucking <laughs> that i got that wrong so <laughs> <No>. wrong <laughs> jesus christ uh anyway. you know why bet you like fleabag and then deadbeat almost seems like the beat in between high maintenance and fleabag deadbeat Dead goes fleabag, right in there high maintenance uh, or, I just want to know who makes that show that they can go to fucking yeah, 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 HBO and yeah. say, you don't get to give us I notes. think that they don't care. Like, I think that they're not, I don't know. Like, someone I knew who's really cool who makes documentaries was friends with them, and they don't give a shit. What, who is it? It's a husband and wife team, Ben Sinclair and Katya Leachfeld. Huh. So they're like, fuck you, dude. We're fucking good. Yeah, it usually doesn't work that way. No. Though. That's what I'm saying. No. So I that's was, very cool. It's you'll cry. You know who else did that? Who? Um all of the people who would be, I believe, James Burroughs, Matt Groening, everybody who said they were gonna make the Simpsons. They went to Fox and said, We'll make this, but you don't get to give us notes. Like who were they? They all they've done is the Tracy Elman show at that point, right? No, no, no. James Burroughs, he's like legend, right? Oh. Like they had basically 
yeah, they basically said, we'll make this deal with you and all that, but you just can't. They won't do that again. They won't. Until my favorite murder, the comedy TV show. That's also a game show. <laughs> that's what it's called. Comes out and we're like, you can't tell us what to do. And they're like, great. Well, we're not giving you a TV show. And we're like, fine. <laughs> fine. Go ahead. We Sink your goddamn boat. Yeah, we got a podcast. <laughs> oh, you know what we even mentioned is that this is the first fucking episode in my new apartment. Yeah, that's right. That's what we should be talking about. We should about. start with that and how high these ceilings are. Yes, this is cathedral S. I mean, you'd think that if they were going to make ceilings this high, they would also not make them fucking popcorn. But I guess I'm not an architect, so I don't know. But however... Look, you can you can take that out. You can scrape it off. You know how much that, that costs so much money. I know. Oh. Um, I was just trying to make you feel better. Thank you, but I don't care. It's fine. It looks great. You know also, I, they're so high up, you can't see it. Okay. Yes. Popcorn ceiling and Venetian blinds kill me, but I'm, or not, uh, what are they called? What are those called? Yeah, I think those are like no, horizontal or they're vertical blinds. Vertical. Fuck. Well, anyways, I hate them. But otherwise, this apartment is amazing. This is a great apartment. Yeah, right? Yeah, and also you just moved here. You do, you're like, yeah. you got to get in and get, this is the get nicest your stuff going. place I've ever lived in my life. It's great. It's really fun. It's got a good open floor plan. Yeah. Good when vibes. the apocalypse comes, we're on the third floor, so like we're safe. The water coming up, the people scratching at the side of the building, <laughs> you're safe. <laughs> oh, it's good. All right. Um, oh, That's good. Oh, I forgot to mention this last week when it mattered, <laughs> when it had any fucking... All right, so these two dudes who, are, who were into the podcast... Uh, message Justin we're like hey we're super in the podcast we're writing it we are writers on the show the real O'Neills will you guys be in an episode and Karen was like I have a day job and have a fucking normal life and I was like I don't I'll be on it and so I went on and was on it and it's it's on tonight <laughs> which is two days after this is gonna You're air here, right? two days yeah before you will be two days after right. in hearing this but you can watch it online places that's right so it's the uh it's these fucking sweet angels josh kirby and john vellis who like they're, they're they wore so we recorded this thing and they wore my favorite murder shirts to the fucking recording of this episode like there was a ton of people on set and they every time someone would meet me and like i was an extra on like they didn't have to be nice to me and they were like she has a pocket like they were so nice Aww. and wonderful people and and one of them was fucking henry zabrowski's college roommate which is so insane anyways i'm on it in a fucking dance sequence and i get my baby stolen and it's it's fun and so if you want to watch it check it out go watch but, georgia uh, the orpheum this saturday that's right that should be exciting the la riot fest comedy festival uh and we're at the orpheum theater should we put it up next week if it doesn't suck <laughs> yes that should be the that should be the bar <laughs> if we can have a week off we should try so hard yes. on saturday so we can have a week off actually yes let's try really hard because i need a week off because work is getting insane are you about to start filming uh the week after yeah oh god yeah so you're like twisting all the knobs what do they call it like yeah we're gonna twist some knobs <laughs> and we're gonna push some levers up and then pull them back down <laughs> Um, all that stuff, which is really hard for me. <laughs> the stuff I don't like the Karen most. I can't even chew gum and chew gum at the same time. Ugh, it's the worst. Uh, should we, when should, like, let's, I was thinking that we could have Guy back on, Guy Brennan back on, whose show you're, you're currently right. on, yeah. Right. Uh, but what if we, like, have people write in and ask their legal questions that they're curious about? Like, what the fuck is this thing and that thing? 
like <laughs> you have to write it in that sentence. But. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what those things are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I was just trying to make a joke. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, if we had something specific and like let it through to a certain yeah. topic. Okay. We should have him back on them because that was a good episode. No, he's great. Very good. And then it's like just kind of a fun. It's fun to have it's, a third person. Yeah. And not tell horrifying murder stories. Hey, speaking of. Hey. Is there anything else you want to... Uh, correction corner, um, merch corner, myfavoritemurdershirts.com. We're about... We're doing... We're working on new designs and things and stuff. And it's going to be great forever. Oh, and myfavoritemurder.com for the live show stuff. We have a show in uh, Pennsylvania that we need to sell more tickets for, guys. Oh, yeah. So go onto the website. And if you live in Pennsylvania and you go on there and you see if it's near you. I don't know. uh, But wait, you have a story about your Uber driver. (gasps) Dude. That's why I need to write shit down. Dude. Oh, my God. Let's start over. Let me start with this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. No, that's why I write things on my list. My therapist today, I was like, what do I, what's wrong with my memory? And she was like, well, you're sleep deprived and anxious. Those will fuck with your memory. I'm like, okay, I feel good about it. But now I don't feel good about it. Okay. So we were, I was, I got an Uber to go to our cracked podcast live show at UCB, which I think they're going to put up soon, um, which was so much fucking fun and cracked podcast is they're like awesome dudes. So on my way there, like do to do, I get picked up. I fucking first I'm leaving a party and I shame Vince and Joe DeRosa for like saying goodbye and like leaving me there to wait for an Uber. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm just shaming them. So I get picked up by this dude who looks like he could murder me, but he ended up being super fucking cool. He looks like he goes, he looks like he goes outside of Burning Man. You know what I mean? Like he stays near, <laughs> like he stays so near real, real outside. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he can't afford tickets and he like sells drugs outside of Burning Man. But he, but like, I feel safest around those people more than like normal people. Those are your people. Yeah. Sure. Those Burning Man outside people. Yeah. So, He's like, so what are you going to UCB for? And like chitty chat the way I hate Ubers do. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, I have this podcast. And he was like, what is it about? I'm like, well, murder. And, you know, I kind of like slowly got some out of it. And then he was like, oh, hey, uh, what's funny? I I grew up a couple doors down from John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) So I was like, wait, what? And and I was like, like around the time. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. I went to a party where my friend uh, had him as a clown. At our party. Wait, he was a kid? He was a kid. His friend hired John Wayne Gacy to be a clown. Pogo the clown. Pogo the clown at his birthday party. And he said that, uh, yeah, he, like, John Wayne Gacy would come to their school and watch wrestling matches and... And I was like, well, wasn't it weird? And he was like, yeah, everyone knew it was weird that this guy was into it, but he would then bring them back to his house and his wife. And I was like, wait, he had a wife? He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would bring them down. And then what you told me before is how he would be like, let's have this wrestling thing. I'm going to put you in handcuffs. Yeah. He like knew, he knew all that because that happened to people in his town and his wife would just be like, 
oh, he brought these kids down with him and they never came back up. Whatever. Yeah, that's the wife that eventually left him because she just, kept, that kept happening. And she's just like, this is so weird. She I wasn't gotta like go. calling the cops. She was just like, goodbye. She didn't know what was going on down there. It was just kind of like, you it's don't boys. leave someone with not, not like knowing what's going on. Oh, yeah. It was the 70s. I think people did that all the time in their marriages. It's like, we're going to go have man time in our man cave downstairs. And she's like, okay, I'm going to bed. But with children, like, if she was suspicious enough to leave him, she should have told the cops of her suspicions. Oh, I, I, I can't speak to this at all. I don't know. Anyways, so, yeah, like, on my way to a fucking... Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know what I mean? Like, shoulda not married him to be shoulda, gay. I You're mean, married a clown. Look. Listen. <laughs> Look and listen. Look, learn. The handcuffs alone. Get out of there. Yeah. Like, no, the going to wrestling matches and having kids over for wrestling alone. Like, Crazy. if men started doing that, I'd be like, well, this isn't gonna. This will not stand. You're going to prison. You'd be like, one hand on the hip. Hey, listen, mister. Yeah. Goodbye. 911 on the other hand. <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, that's awesome. I mean, that's the magic of uh, getting into just anyone's car. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Everyone give it a shot. That's why we have this podcast. It's good people get into people's cars. It was kind of funny, though, because on my way, of course, Georgia got there before me because I was late. And on my way, I was texting like, I'm on my way here, whatever. And then Georgia texts, my Uber driver used to live across the street from John Wayne Gacy. And then I was like, you are lying. And yeah. I just, all my responses were accused. Using her as being know, a liar. Like I, like I make shit up all the time. I just wouldn't accept it. This yeah. is not the truth. And I was like, I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say is, and I want to say that I was trying to look up the name, but I realized I was being rude to you, so I just put my phone down. But I'm, pr- I want to say her name is Marjorie. Ugh, I don't think that's right though. But um, we have uh, a person who listens to our podcast and loves it, and also who comes to uh, oh. mine and April's improv lab yes. show. Uh, every month which we really appreciate because God knows you don't want an empty room at the improv lab when you're trying to do a comedy show every first Wednesday of every month it's the second Wednesday I think of every month second Wednesday of every month at the improv on Melrose yes at 10 p.m. Um, it's called business class it's a real good time but anyway, there's a girl um, that I met there on our first business class and who was like, love the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And has come, been super supportive. Well, I walked in um, to the last show we did and there's like kind of an uh, entrance way at the at the improv where people stand around smoke and talk or whatever and she was just sitting at a table with her friends and just as I walked by she just held out her Woo! hand and held and sh- and handed me three decks of cards so I stopped and I was like hey what's going on and then I look <gasps> and they're the they're the cold case cards that we were talking about on the podcast um and she got them for us um we all got a pack and it's we got Two Floridas and a Connecticut, I believe. Um, they're, the, <laughs> they're the cards. That, <laughs> excuse me. They're the cards that had the law enforcement would like deck deck of cards, of playing cards that the law enforcement would give to uh, inmates to play cards with. But there would also be cold cases of like murders and all these things on each one, like explaining them, hoping that one of the one of the people in prison would recognize them or feel like impelled. Impelled? Compelled. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in prison and compelled. I just made those into one yeah, word. Yeah, you just combined it. Uh, to talk. 
um, which was a good idea. And right. when you look at them, it's kind of creepy, but then it's also fascinating. Like you just want to look at every single yeah. card. Sorry, Stephen just handed me her name and it is Miranda. Same thing. Miranda. What did I say? Like Miranda writes. Maribel, some horrible thing. Miranda, thank you so much for uh, thinking of us and getting the thing that we were so excited to even talk about. Yeah, no, it's super cool. It was basically, this is like the partner item to the, mm-hmm. um, the murder cards that mm-hmm. we were, the baseball cards that we were looking at that Stephen got for us for Christmas. I mean, we're just going to keep fucking compiling cards. We just love cards. Hallmark. Um, paint That's chip. Yep. Cards. Yeah. All right. That's all our business, right? I think so. Has it been 45 minutes yet? <laughs> we got to hit that mark. Cut half that out, Stephen. <laughs> Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit 
visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Um, I think you're first. All right. Right? I'm going to take it. I'm going to fucking take it. Take it and do it. Limit. Love it. Limit. To the limit. Close close time. (laughs) Remember close time? Yes. What was the theme? Can you think of the tune? Yes. Hold on. Because my mom worked there for a while. Wait. We start it. Something, something. Close. <laughs> That's not it. Um, uh, something, something. Remember the one where, remember the one where it was like a girl getting ready in her room and you would watch, like you were watching through the window and it ended up being like a dude cross-dressing, but it was like so edgy and cool. What yes. are you talking I about? Swear. Was that for Banana Republic? <laughs> they, it was Charlotte Russe. Like they had it in between like, I swear this was on like America's Most Wanted like commercials. I want to make Stephen look it up, but it's just so complicated. <laughs> I mean, um, I can't time. even. It was for close time. <laughs> all I can I think, think of all is, was close time. Uh, I went to see the Golden Girls live, <laughs> which is Drew Droji, Jackie yes. Beat, Sam Pancake, Sherry Vine. Unbelievable word for word reenactments of, is of that Golden what it is? Girls episodes. I see the, it on Instagram, but I don't know what it is. You have to go. It's so funny. I told Joe DeRosa about it because he is obsessed with the Golden Girls. Oh, my God. And he was like so mad that he had gone. But H. Allen Scott, you got, he has a Golden Girls podcast. Have you met him? He's the best. No. You got to bring him. Uh, but in between the scenes, they go to real like mid 80s commercials. <gasps> and so there was the Shasta commercial. I, I want to pop. I want to Shasta. There were all these oh commercials. Remember that the, bu- double, I haven't the seen. bubble gum one with two twins? Double bubble? Double mint? Double mint gum. It's a statement <laughs> of the great mint from double mint gum. <laughs> Close. I can't. The reason I remember close time is because my mom worked for them, and they had this, <laughs> they had this commercial where the like cute hot model would walk out and like kick her leg and like keep walking. I was like close time, and so my mom told, <laughs> like came home crying one day. It was like I was walking out of a meeting, and I tried to do the like close time kick like as a cute joke to end it and she's like put my skirt caught and just her skirt was too tight and she just kicked both of her legs out and fell down oh no it's such a georgia move (laughs) (laughs) so i cannot think of close time without my mom kicking her fucking legs out close time is like the place where we beg my mom to take us and she get shoulder pads she would be exhausted from work and we'd be like i just need one shirt and you'd want to like shop the whole store and my mom would be like five more minutes and like going crazy cheap hangers and these like sad metal fucking racks and nothing ever fit me everything was too small where i'd be like i want these tiny pants but i couldn't wear anything for us that was mimi's cafe and my mom would order a fucking glass of wine from the poor fucking uh hostess who couldn't serve wine and just sit in the fucking waiting area oh what waiting for a table just chug wine Cool moms. Anyway. Oh, wow. Where are we? What's happening? Has it been 45 minutes yet? Okay, great. We're almost there. I'm about to blow my nose on my shirt. Really? (laughs) Can you guys confirm? Can you confirm? (laughs) Actually, just I don't have a tissue. Can everyone confirm that that was only? <laughs> I don't have a tissue. It's she okay. doesn't give a fuck. It was either my shirt or my cat that was on my lap when <laughs> I chose my shirt. Oh, all right, all okay, right. all right. Here we go. Whoo! 
Ooh. All right. So remember. Last time. Last time. We'll take it too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same thing. Not the same thing. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, last week I talked about, uh, Megan's <laughs> your serious voice <laughs> okay, yeah. with clearly I'm, a, I'm about to, there's a yes. cross-eyed cat staring at me the whole time. Uh, Megan's law talked yes. about that. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I was like, Hey, what's another one of those that like, we don't know the history of. <clears throat> so, so January 17th in 1996, which is exactly 21 years ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, so nine-year-old Amber Hagerman is riding her bike in the parking lot of an abandoned Winn-Dixie mm. in Arlington, Texas, and she's with her five-year-old brother. <sighs> Have you been to a Winn-Dixie? No. I haven't. Have you been to an abandoned parking lot? Um, kind of, but just the idea of it, it simply would not happen. Like Today? Not since 95. I feel like this, this idea of children alone Even anywhere... Even 96 seems like too... I think that like it took a lot of small towns a while to catch up. Right. Because people thought, oh, no, not here. And it's safe right. here and, and that then, stuff. But like these days, never, never. They wouldn't they wouldn't allow people. You would, they wouldn't allow people like children in an abandoned parking lot. They would like someone would call the police. it off. Right. Or like you wouldn't be able to get. But on. also anyone passing by would call yeah. the police. Yeah. If there was two, a five year old and a seven year old riding their Nine. bikes, it would be like a major. OK, anyway. well, here's why. Yeah. But here. OK. So they were about two blocks from their grandma's house. It was broad fucking daylight. And someone drives into the parking lot, grabs Amber off of her bicycle. Like they didn't even try to like he just grabs her and drives her away in his black pickup truck. Mm hmm. There's one witness to step forward, and he was a neighbor. His name was Jim Cavell. He's a 78-year-old retiree, witnesses the whole thing, call, and calls the police right away. And he says, she was by herself. I saw this pickup. He pulled up, jumped out, and grabbed her. When she screamed, I figured the police ought to know about it, so I called them. That's so fucking Arlington, Texas. Like, well, figured the cops should know. Uh, he was nearby about... And so he, this is what, how he described the person that he was a white or Hispanic male, 25 to 40, under six feet tall, medium bill, driving a late 1980s or early 1990s model, full size American made black truck. And then, so uh, Amber's brother, Ricky goes home, tells his parents what happened. They're freaking out. In the abandoned parking lot of the Winn-Dixie, there's also a laundry la- laundromat. Um, and I guess it was full of customers, but police thought that a lot of them were in the country illegally. And so when the cops fucking swarmed, they got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, and there was a truck that was similar to that of the kidnapper spotted outside before she was taken outside of the laundromat. But no one ever came forward and said that they know who it was. And there was a $75,000 reward that also had the promise that they wouldn't be deported if they came forward with information, but no one ever came forward. Which I think that they would have if they had known something, right? That's yeah. a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it is. Um, there's a huge search. And then four days later, a security guard who's walking his dog late at night stumbles upon the nude body of Amber 
it's she's in a creek behind an apartment complex which is less than five miles from the, the grocery store parking lot um amber only has on a sock on her right foot and uh, an autopsy reveals that her kidnapper had kept her alive for two days and she was beaten and sexually assaulted and then her throat was slashed and she was dumped behind the apartment complex which like makes you think that he lived there or at least knew someone who lived there and was staying in town and had some time alone like I don't think it would be someone who actually lives there because it's too obvious yeah it wouldn't make a lot of sense yeah like, like you're staying go out at, your back door right yeah you're staying at your brother-in-law's apartment while he's out of town and yeah so after the funeral a woman named Diana Simone she's just a random woman she's a massage therapist and a mother and she's from Dallas and she fucking calls the radio station and she's like hey if if you guys can alert the public to severe weather, why the fuck can't you do the same thing for when children are abducted? She's just like, put some shit together and she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Wait, say her name again. Her name is Diana Simone. Yeah. So she's a badass motherfucker. Um, and she says, and I wish I could do this in a fucking Dallas accent, but I don't want to be insulting, that she says... They're saying Amber was taken at four o'clock in the afternoon, thrown in a pickup truck and driven somewhere and that nobody saw anything. And then she says, I'm sorry, that's not possible. The problem was not that people didn't see them. It's that they didn't know what they were seeing. Yeah. So nine months after Amber's death, radio stations and law enforcement officials in North Texas launch what they call America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response or Amber Alerts. Mm -hmm. They relay reports of kidnappings to the public. Um, and it's an emergency response system that des- uh, disseminates information about a missing person, usually a child, by media broadcasting or electronic roadway signs. Da, 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 da. As of December 23rd, 2015, there have been 800 children rescued and returned specifically because of Amber Alert. But unfortunately, Amber Hagerman's abduction and murder has never been solved. Oh, no. I know. Um, and her mom, Amber's mom says, I know Amber would be very proud of the of this. She was always another mommy to all my children. But I also want people to remember Amber, that she had to sacrifice her life for Amber Alert. So, like, mom isn't, like, you know, empowered and proud of this shit. She's fucking, she's, it's bittersweet for her. You know, like, of why course. did, her, ha- why did uh, her daughter have to be the fucking of namesake course. of this? Which her is child died, yeah. So sad. Um, so last year was the 20th anniversary and they're always like, we're going to get them. And it, I mean, it's sad. And her poor, poor brother who was five is just Ugh. like, he, I'm sure he's a mess. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. So, all right. So it's never been solved, but after I did some like sleuthing, uh, the thing I found that the only, the only like connection to an actual person that could possibly be involved that I found, um, was okay so in 2010 dna um identified a man that 25 years ago uh had kidnapped sexually assaulted and slit the throat of eight-year-old jennifer shewitt um and jennifer survived wow and i wrote and kicked major ass 
at healing and working on herself. She's made it her life's mission to speak out on behalf of victims. Um, after her Jennifer's attack, she lay dying in this fucking field of hurt. That's how, that's when I survived. Yep. Have you seen her with the pink? She's got like pink hair and she's kind of like punk and goth. And the, and the guy took her out of her bedroom through the window. Yep. Oh, dude. And I know. Okay. She, I mean, this chick is like the epitome of like, here's how you get back your life. <clears throat> yeah. Big time. Yes. She's amazing. Yes. So she was in the field at eight years old for 12 hours yeah. before she was discovered. Um, and in her hospital bed, she had to scribble notes to the police. And she said that her attacker said her name, his name was Dennis. And she wrote, she did this amazing sketch. Like she was fucking on it. And, and in it, she was like, um, I knew I was going to die and I was going to get every little information, like bit of information burned into my head. And it turns out that the dude was a 40 year old welder from North Little Rock, Arkansas. He had a wife and three kids and his DNA was on file because he had been like, he has a fucking rap sheet of assaulting and kidnapping women there's a ghost train going by my fucking new apartment. Okay. Um, so he had been, he had been, a, a, you know, the normal arrested for rape and assault and only got this many months. And in one case, a weekend in prison for, for a rape for it, it got, you know, bargained down to pled down to like, you know, bullshit stuff. So okay. he had never actually been really, Da, 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 convicted of kidnapping, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he confesses to kidnapping, raping, and trying to kill Jennifer Shewitt. Um, her body was, she was lying naked on her back on top of a, of a fire ant nest. Mm -hmm. 14 hours later, she woke up covered in fire ants. She couldn't move. She tried to scream. Something about the fire ants, though, kept her alive. And I don't know. I don't remember what it is. I think if I'm remembering yeah. this correctly, because this is another one that's like crazy. I survived. If you can see it, she's one of those people, like you said, the way she talks about it, you're like badass. Yeah. Like, there's uh, a, you know, there's I think something inside of you. Yeah, when you're losing a lot of blood, you, you're not supposed to go to sleep. Like, so you don't lose <gasps> consciousness. Yeah. And I think they kept her awake. Oh, my God. I, I, no, no, no. That I'm makes pretty total sure. sense. I'm pretty sure. You just watch her. I survived. Look up Jennifer and whatever city in Texas this is because that she tells the story. It's chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's, so he gets arrested, uh, for all of this, which is so similar. And this was in, uh, in Texas and she had been kidnapped from a Texas apartment. So, I mean, it's so similar. I'm, sh I don't think they have DNA from Amber's body. So there's really no way to tie it together. And unfortunately this motherfucking dick sucker killed himself in 2010. Um, but he had confessed and, she says, you chose the wrong little 45-pound eight-year-old girl to try and murder. Because for 19 years, I've thought of you every single day and helped search for you. And every year that's passed has given me more strength and drive for when I finally would be face-to-face -face with you as I am today, in his sentencing, she said. Uh, but motherfucking Bradford hanged himself in his cell. And uh, that's it. And I mean... So he went to jail for that attack. He did. Oh, that's and good. Then at least he killed himself. Yeah. So I mean, it's just such a similar an eight year old girl that he kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apart, slit her throat, left her for dead. 
this one happened to survive in Texas, you know, in the 90s. It's just so Amber, another like person who's done a lot, but at the expense of their life. You yeah. look bummed. What's that? You look bummed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. It is a bummer, but I think it's an important story. Yeah, of and course. And it's horrifying that he was never found. Like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. Like, there were. I was really surprised that you said that because I know. that. that I know of that little girl because of Amber Alerts. And so I just completely assumed that that was a fully like a, yeah. a case that came all the way around and that there was a prosecution for it. And that, that was part of it. Those so two Kate, that one and um, Megan's law, it's like they're more horrifying than you would expect them to be. And uh, they've done a lot, but it's just so heartbreaking yeah and like it's so awful and it's just so they had so much information to go on based on that truck that you know the if fact there was they, a system set up they didn't find her yeah is scary and i feel like someone knows their brother-in-law or ex-brother-in-law or cousin or uncle you know is suspicious but don't want to come forward yeah like it's always that you know yeah makes or sense. your other guy yeah but someone, yeah. 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 Well, that's a good one. Yeah. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, <clears throat> well, mine is super gross and upsetting. It's, but it's... I feel like it's always a tiny bit better when we when it's not a child murder. Yeah. Right? I Those know. are the ones that just get us. I'm sorry. I know, but I think they're important. Mm, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's horrifying. There's no like, <laughs> what? Yes, they're definitely important. Like I'm apologizing because because it's like 
it's hard. It's a hard thing to talk about in here. Um, so this one is, we have gotten so many tweets about it and so many requests to do this one that I was like, who the fuck is this guy that people keep on being like, how could you not have done this yet? Um, and so I started looking into it and there are so it is so detailed that what I did was tapped old Sarge Morris. No, you didn't. And I was like, can you help me do research? <laughs> yeah, girl. That's not going to make any sense until the week after this episode. <clears throat> I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> By then it's going to have caught like wildfire. <laughs> Sarge um, Morris over here. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So this is, um, this is Stephen A. Morris's research, uh, but it's such a good story and it's super intense. It's the story of Luca Magnata. <gasps> the Canadian. Yes. Dude. Dude. Dude, tell me now, everything. We always think the Canadians are so chill, sweet with angels, their, with their maple syrup and their flags. Yeah, but not this specific one who was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman on July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty two, in Scarborough, Ontario. Um, when he was twenty one, not don't we don't know that much about his childhood, but when he was twenty one, we know that he started stripping in a Toronto club and appearing in low budget gay porn. So not a glamorous mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm. um, and that was in 2003 and 2004. He was convicted of impersonation and fraud after he befriended a mentally incapacitated 21-year-old woman, applied for credit cards in her name, and charged up $10,000 in fees. So this guy's got some fucking straight off the 21-year-old bat-ish use. Issues. Issues. Some serious yeah. issues. Okay. Um, I would say narcissism was going to be sure, in there. Sure. At some point. Sociopathy? Perhaps a sociops. Um, Let's throw them all in there. Uh, so he was, before he was sentenced to nine months of community service and 12 months probation, his lawyer actually showed the court a medical record claiming that he had significant psychiatric issues. Wow. Who can, ah, I want to read those reports so bad. I know. Like details. Yeah. I, like some psychologist is sitting there in a fucking room with him and they're like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm going to underline significant. Yeah. This person this just is... like tried to get some money off a person, but this motherfucker is like. This motherfucker is manipulating mentally handicapped people yeah. to get credit cards and has like yes okay that's enough so this is just we're laying down a, okay. a, a base coat uh, <laughs> like when you the, do your nails this is the primer this is like when you're making a when you're making something and you put in the uh what's the thing with the you know the carrots and the celery and the a roux not a roux is the like uh sauce no you're right <laughs> Listen, I have a cooking. No, I don't. Listen, I'm from the cooking jail. Haru. <laughs> yes. uh, okay, so then. No, wait, no. It's mirepoix. A mirepoix. A you mean you cut up the onions? Yes. A roux is the. Yes. So, okay. The, the roux is the start of something else? Like a bechamel sauce. Great. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's been a while. Uh, okay, so in 2006, he legally changes Sorry. his name uh, from Eric Clinton Newman to Luca Rocco Magnata. What? So that's a completely made up name. Why did he? Which I love concept. it. He wanted to seem Italian. You know how Italians are. Uh, so he applies for bankruptcy in March of 2007, saying, uh, citing illness, lack of employment, insufficient income to pay off his debts. Hey, we've all, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> 
But then after the bankruptcy, his quest for fame kicks into high gear. Oh, he was questing for fame? He's questing for fame in a big way. Oh, so shit. he wants money. He wants to live Sheila E.'s glamorous life. Oh, like you and I know, like at this point, like fame isn't like what people say it is. Steven, cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Fame is still popcorn ceiling, man. You got to get that popcorn ceiling life. There's that R. Kelly song called Popcorn Ceiling. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so here's what he does. He auditions for a reality show called Cover Guy. Oh. Um, you can see the opening credits now. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying oh. in your mind. <laughs> Oh, Cover guy. He declares in his casting video that, quote, a lot of people tell me I'm devastatingly good looking. You know, that that sh- would sell now. But like whatever year that was, I was like, what is this shit? What are you doing? Yeah, but- um, he was not chosen. <gasps> he was a reject from cover guy. From cover guy. Like, what'll break your heart more? Then, well, this Uh-oh. that he auditions for the reality show Plastic Makes Perfect. Oh no! Flaunting his multiple hair transplants, nose job, explaining how he wanted to get pectoral implants. He was rejected. Yeah. Explain my face right now. So it's just <laughs> not the fame plan is oh. not going. Uh, as expected to get rejected from the bottom of the barrel like you know is the bottom of the barrel show you're not good enough for a plastic surgery show yeah um so uh so then what he started to do was focus his efforts online so he um twice created wikipedia pages for himself oh dear only to have them taken down <gasps> by the self-policing community <laughs> imagine what was on those it's Wikipedia. Imagine the self, like the self policing community is like, they, they let so much shit fly. And then they're like, this fucking idiot. Not this guy. Not this fucking idiot. Uh, then he created the rumor on message boards that he was dating Carla Homolka, the, yep, the wife of Paul Bernardo, <gasps> who killed two teenagers, uh, along with raping and murdering her own sister. Oh my God. This is how, okay. I did not understand. I, in my mind, whenever I saw people write this thing, I thought he was Paul Bern. I think I can, I got these whole thing, like these whole things confused. Yeah. So this is exciting. So this is a guy who he creates the rumor on message boards that he is dating her, but, but he's not the one who killed her sister no that's oh her husband oh my god i thought that he was he really did that then okay. the husband goes to jail okay, 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 okay she i think goes to jail for a while but then gets out gets out right and then he he decides to tell people he's dating her now Holy that she's out shit. to get that kind of infamy that's the level of celebrity he's yeah. going for now yeah um <laughs> but then he calls into a radio show to deny the rumors that oh, he started online then he visits a newsroom in toronto um uh, and that's the first time he's on mainstream press <laughs> talking about it and denying it. Uh, oh, sorry. He said he dated her in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, not when she got out of jail. All right. So, uh, then there's many, uh, profiles on various internet, social media and discussion forums created over several years to plant false or unverified claims about him. And, um, he would himself immediately dismiss these as rumors and hoaxes and a campaign of cyber stalking. According to the police, Magnata set up at least 70 Facebook pages and 20 websites under different names. 70 Facebook pages? Yeah. 
Yeah. Can you imagine what, how many naps that is? I mean, how, instead, how many other things could you have been doing? Naps. How much, how much more plastic surgery could you have gotten <laughs> in 2010? This is the part where it's going to turn and you're going to get upset. Okay. Do children get murdered? Nope. Well, then I don't care. Okay. In 2010, he posted a video called One Boy, Two Kittens. Oh, no. Where he asphyxiated <gasps> oh, oh, two oh, tabby cats. Wait, what? No. Using wait, a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and a plastic bag. This is why I've never heard of him. Uh, and what? until he was tracked down, he was just known as the vacuum kitten killer. How does that even work? So you put... Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a big jump from 70 Facebooks. I know. Well, here's the thing. All that other stuff isn't working. So right. he keeps doing things attempt after attempt after attempt. Attention. And people are like, no, no, no. It is. Right. So then he's because he's a sociopath because he doesn't really care and he doesn't have any empathy. Jesus Christ. He does that. Oh, my God. OK. OK. Now we're in 2012. And it is May 26th, and a Montana lawyer named Roger Renville sees a bizarre internet video depicting a man being stabbed and dismembered. Um, he alerts U.S. and Canadian police about this video, and they dismiss it as a fake. What? He just saw it, like, where? It was posted, so it was uploaded. It was called uh, One Lunatic, One Ice Pick, and it was uploaded to two gore sites, mm-hmm. um, which were super explicit uh, places with that were just, like, super violent. I love that this guy who's, like, on gore sites is like, this is too much for me. Like, what, you know, like, it had to be that awful. Well, it's, he's a lawyer, so maybe he was looking on there for this reason. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, because he reported it to the police. Uh, so, so it looked re- like, oh, maybe he's like seen gore, like real crime scenes and bodies. So he knows what it looks like. Yeah, that's kind of, I think that's what they said. Holy shit. Meanwhile, uh, Luca Magnata has flown from Montreal to Paris. And when he arrives in Paris, he was wearing a wig and a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. <laughs> Super chill. Um, and then, so basically, that was on the 26th. It was when he flew to Paris. Um, three days later, on the 29th, the residents of his apartment building start complaining of a foul smell. Nope. Never complain of a foul smell. Uh, so the janitor then discovers a suitcase next to a mountain of garbage bags behind the building, and inside is the headless torso of a man. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, now, 6 p.m. that same night, a package containing a human foot is received at the Conservative Party of Canada headquarters in Ottawa, and it had been mailed from Montreal. Um, at 9 p.m., a package addressed to the Liberal Party headquarters in Ottawa was discovered by postal employees uh, to contain a human hand. What the fuck? Uh, so... After taking statements and finding evidence in the trash, including a blunt instrument and papers identifying Luca Magnata, um, they and the police enter his apartment. Wait, so, like, he did this on purpose? Like, sent this shit, like, knowingly that it was his stuff, like, gonna lead to him on purpose? Uh, Sounds like it. No. What do you mean? Never mind. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, it's just, they found so, it. So uh, police enter his apartment and it's actually a very dark studio apartment. Um, 
And then they find a bloody mattress and blood in the refrigerator and scrawled in red ink inside a closet are the words, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. Oh, my God. Um, so an arrest warrant is issued for Luca Magnata. Um, so uh, the Interpol adds him to the wanted list and people... Um, in uh, he was in Paris, and he was declared an international fugitive. And uh, he's they start get, you know the cops start getting a ton of tips um, that he's at a bar, he's trying to crash a house party. Um, he actually took the bus to Berlin. Uh, his name was all over the papers and all over television. And the French media nicknamed him the Butcher of Montreal. Oh my God. And the German um, media nicknamed him the Porno Killer. Um, so the Butcher of Montreal is way cooler. He uh, <laughs> that's better. Uh, um, so he gets to uh. This is this is my favorite part. He gets to in Berlin. He gets to an internet cafe. Um, this is about a week after all that. And the guy that's working there, um, a man walks in wearing sunglasses and makeup and says, "Bonjour, internet." <laughs> and so the guy kind of notices him. This episode is called "Bonjour, internet," <laughs> right? right? And uh, so the guy working there um, recognizes this man's face who walked in, but he can't place it. And so he's looking at the guy. So the guy goes over to a a computer and, you know, rents it out. And the guy from his workstation is looking down at the monitor that this guy is using. And he noticed that this man, who's wearing sunglasses, is looking at article after article about the killer in Montreal. Oh, my God. And so then he puts it together that it's him. So <laughs> can you imagine? So basically they go up and they're just like, you're that guy, right? And he goes, you caught me. Um, oh, what in the fucking fuck? Yeah. So he basically got caught cause he was Googling pictures of himself. You idiot. So, um, I feel like you just, there's nothing good that happens in internet cafes and yeah, like, not anymore. You know what I mean? Like some, yeah. something's wrong. It's over now. Yeah. Maybe 1997, 98. That was last time. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, then on June 5th, a package containing a right foot was delivered to St. George's School. Another package containing a right hand was sent to False Creek Elementary School in Vancouver. Both schools opened as normal in the, follow- the following morning, and it was confirmed that both packages were f- sent Wait, were they, from Montreal. But were they staggered? Like, who was sending them then? He was sending them all from Montreal, but they were different places. So like Vancouver's further away. Um, So Magnata is arrested and then he's transferred to a a Berlin prison hospital and a psychiatrist believes that he's in a psychotic state. So um, meanwhile, the police identify the torso victim Mm. As Lin Jun. Um, and he's a 33 year old Chinese computer science student at Concordia University. Mm. Uh, it's unclear how he met Luca Mang- Mangata. Um, but at an internet cafe, I bet. Oh, well, they, uh, they say that Mangata had been posting men seeking wow. men, uh, in the men seeking men section of Craigslist under an That's alias. So sad. Um, and so basically they, they go back and check the video and they see Lin Jun had been, and had entered, um, Luca Magnata's apartment building and then 
like the next day is when they see the video where Luca Magnata is taking things out and putting them in the garbage can. He just wanted to love and be loved and like got murdered. That's so sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then he gets taken back to Canada on a military plane and then they find Lin Jun's skull at the edge of a small lake in, uh, Angren, Angrenon Park. Um, after they get an anonymous tip. So someone may have found it. Mm. Um, and so not only does Luca Magnata go to trial, obviously he's arrested and charged with murder. Um, but the police charged, uh, the website owner who posted, um, one lunatic, whatever no the way. name of that video was, and that guy got charged with corrupting morals. Uh, one lunatic, one ice pick. Um, why? And he ended up going because it was real. But he didn't know it was real. Well, but but it's his like responsibility. Right. He probably, I think, probably in watching it, like the lawyer did, yeah. you would know. Yeah. Um, God. So is it out there? Can you like? I wonder if it's out there. I have no idea. Did you ever watch like um, what was that website? It wasn't sick dot com, but it was something like that. Rotten dot com. Rotten dot com. Yeah. Did you ever click through that? Yeah. That's troubling. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> but I've seen... Yeah, go on. Uh, so basically, he just goes to court, and he ends up... They give him a life sentence with um, without the chance of parole for at least 25 years. Um, and they try to say in the court case that he's... Basically, that he was crazy. Um and uh, it doesn't work. And he gets basically the full extent. Uh, and they added on all these other charges. It was like first degree murder, but then also committing an indignity to a human body. <sighs> Publishing obscene material, criminally harassing, prime minister. I mean, the, all that sending stuff to oh, government stuff yeah. made it all, you know. So what, did they say what he had, like, did, how he killed the guy? And then, like, was the dismemberment? after he was well murdered. it's all in the video so it, it looked like they st he stabbed him to death and then dismembered him Jesus Christ yeah. can you imagine if you'd like watch that being like this is fake and then like going back and being like no oh, you fucking watched a murder well that's why all that stuff is like why would you want yeah. that in your head it's so it's such a bummer and it's such bad vibes even if you're faking something like that like yeah. what the fuck are you doing well I'll look up like crime scene photos sometimes and then like I there's ones that are like clear they clearly can't be fake and I'm like nope it's fake it's like I have to commit like commit to it being fake or else I'll lose my mind yeah it's not I don't think it's good to have those pictures in your head absolutely not no and it doesn't help you. It's no. not like you can't imagine what it might be like. Right, right. Um, he also, so anyway, in 2015, uh, Luca Magnata, he tried to file an appeal for the convictions. Um, but it didn't, it didn't work. And uh, he actually withdrew the appeal himself. So apparently someone, I don't know if... I don't know what happened, but I was like, cut it out. He was like, you know what? I'm going to drop this whole fame thing. Maybe I'm going to try to do something else. Finally, I'm just going <laughs> to gonna get into Buddhism. <laughs> uh, so that's Hot the story. Yoga. Now I understand why everybody was so obsessed with it. Cause it <sighs> truly is insane and horrible. And, uh, beyond that's I'm like, gonna listen, I'm going to listen to other people now because like, I always thought that 
I always, I never looked that one up. Everyone does constantly want us to do that one. And I always thought it was connected. I, I got that one and that horrible couple kind of The tied. Paul Bernardo case. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of thought it was the same thing. I was like, I don't need to know about this one. Like, yeah, we know it's boring. He, you know, they fucked her sister and they killed her. And like, now she's out and it sucks. But like, I didn't realize. <laughs> That's well, boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one of the ones that everyone knows about. You right. know what I mean? So I didn't realize I have never heard any of that. I know. Me, I didn't know it was that like crazy detailed. I didn't know he was like the idea that you're sending body parts to the prime minister yeah. or to like grammar schools, all those things where, and then knowing his whole thing of wanting to be famous. Like you're that needy that you would, like he didn't murder someone because he wanted to murder someone. He murdered someone so he could put the video up online and That's get famous. That's what it seems like. It does seem like that. Which is so gross. It's I mean, like, almost, I guess it's. And it must be an element of most killers. The thought that like everyone will know me or I'll have this power. Sure. They'll all become renowned or whatever. But like most of those people do like, um, like, uh, what are the killings called when like you're out in public and you kill a bunch of people? Like a mass murder? Like they do mass murders to do that. Not what he did, which is like so personal and creepy. And then it's almost like forcing other people to watch it. Well, well, and also it's, it almost seems like just this lame modern version where it's just like, oh, I'll put it on YouTube. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll put my super gross, you know, serious mental problem on YouTube and get a bunch of hits. And like force other people to have to deal with that, having seen that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. If you're looking, you're going to find I know, it. I know. Like you have to remember if you're, if you're on a horrible gore site, then that's what you might look at. And then you're going to have that in your head. Like, that's don't just, do it. As someone who like can't sleep at night, it's so easy to just kind of like click on this thing and click on the next thing. And then suddenly you find yourself at this like place. And then suddenly you see some shit you don't want to see, but you can't look away. It's like, not like you're like fucking typing in like man murders another man. It's like, you just like, I've seen some shit that I didn't, realize I didn't want to see until I saw it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard to get out of your head, but who are you to like other people are looking at it because they want to see it. It's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. That was crazy. We finally did that one. Finally. Thank you. <clears throat> no, thank you. Can I tell you, I forgot about this. I was, uh, we, we moved in this new place this weekend. And it was the first day we moved in. I was walking down this like the staircase and this like girl with a really cute dog walked up and she was this like cool girl, like not cool. You know, she was like someone I would have drinks with a cool girl. And I could have sworn we walked by each other. She whispered, stay sexy. <laughs> I am serious. I think she whispered, stay sexy. That's creepy. Which is so creepy. <laughs> but I think I'm also, I think I'm also really paranoid. <laughs> No, I know I'm also really paranoid. Yeah, you're definitely really paranoid. But it sounded like she said something like that. I mean, I guess you'll find out. So I'm going to die. Um. <laughs> Do you have a positive thing? Uh, that's what I thought you were doing. And then, and then it turned into that. I thought you were doing a positive thing when you started oh, that story. No, that's not positive. No, it's not. I realize now. <laughs> that's It was just like a twist-a-roo at the end. My real positive <laughs> thing... Um, so I'm in this new apartment, a new apartment complex, and uh, there's this thing that happened yesterday, and it puts 
two of my favorite words together as one. And so my positive thing is jacuzzi cat. Uh-huh. There's a fucking giant black cat. And we've been staring in the jacuzzi. This fucking giant black cat strolls over to the side of the jacuzzi. <laughs> and like, I thought I was in fucking Narnia. Like, <laughs> let me pet him with my wet hand. Like, I just was petting him. And then he had a collar on. I looked at the collar. His name was fucking Gus. While you're sitting in... in I got in the jacuzzi and was about to cry because how happy I am that I get to be in a jacuzzi. Like, this is my dream i can't believe this and then this cat just fucking saunters on up named gus like that's a fucking fake and he was like i think he was an alien like he was kind of like watching the perimeter but like letting me like only me pat him like wet like a wet hand that's hilarious it was like it was a dream it was amazing that's good news about your future jacuzzi experiences jacuzzi cat what if it's a different one next time (gasps) Annabelle comes up. She's all white. Oh, my God. With one green eye and one blue eye. Dude. (laughs) Steven and I were just talking about how there's a fucking cat at the fucking cat shelter. Uh, Named Cappuccino. Who's white (laughs) with one green eye and one fucking blue eye. Whoa. Named Cappuccino? No. Yes. But it's still a white (laughs) cat with a blue eye and a green eye. Fucking Matrix, man. I don't care what my therapist says about detachment. Fucking issues yeah and this is the matrix oh yeah you gotta tap in you just gotta tap in what's yours um but well i guess i would say it was going to see the golden girls live which i had to i went and did um jamie lee's podcast so Mm -hmm. i was downtown it was kind of far away and i bought this ticket and when i went to buy the ticket for golden girls live you usually can roll up and buy as many tickets as you want it's like one of the scrolly things Mm -hmm. and i could only roll up to one Mm -hmm. so i was like oh whatever i'll just if i can only have one i'll have one so i bought that ticket so it turns out i bought the last ticket (laughs) the guy told me because he was like you're not on this list and he like checked it a ton of times and then he went on to the website to get their list and then he goes he watched one girl's name disappear and <gasps> my name took her place That's and he goes you literally bought the last ticket I'm like Matrix. hell yes Matrix. so I had to sit in a chair in the aisle he bo- he goes here you can you can sit right here and so like everyone else is kind of you know how it is in that room yeah. it's like raised up and and I was like someone's weird handicapped grandma where I was just in a chair in the aisle like in the I'll fire just sit exit. here yeah exactly um, so the show starts, the lights go down, and they put up the opening screen of the Golden Girls. And then uh, the theme song starts, and everybody starts singing this, the theme song. <gasps> no, everyone starts singing the theme song uh, together. And it was... It, everyone was like laughing and smiling. It was like a very beautiful, like bonding moment in this weird way where it was just really nice. And it was, you know, it's like 80 people or something. I would please bring me next time. I would love to go. Yeah, we should totally go. It would be so fun. That's but it was just so like a lovely. lovely yeah. First of all, I like a group sing. It's always very sure. like cathartic. But then everyone knows every word to the theme yeah. song to the Golden Girls. And like some people were really belting it out. And it and brings it you back cute. to like a moment in time. Like you used to you know, I used, to, I used to stay at home. I was a kid, and I watched that with my family. Yeah, like totally. On a Friday night. That's yeah. what you did. It was that was that's what was going on with everybody with that whole. It was really lovely. Uh, they have yeah. a mug. <laughs> I follow Jackie Beat on Instagram. Oh, I bought one of those mugs. Does it say "Thank you for being a, a cunt"? cunt. 
It's all those guys dressed up as the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a cunt. It's that genius. Is, like, I can't even handle how fucking amazing that is. Yeah, it's super good. So, you know. That's a great moment. So, what a great capper. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, places, merch, Instagram, feelings. Here we go. Buy tickets if you're in a city where it is not sold out. We'd love to see you check what those cities are on the Facebook yeah. uh, page and stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Elvis? Want a cookie? Mm. You want a cookie? Okay, bye. Bye.